This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash... Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for a bigger jobs, try the superior strength of hefty large black bags. Welcome to The Shalene Show. Shalene is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. I want to talk to you about self-sabotage. And what is self-sabotage? Well, the easiest way for me to describe it is it's a way you mess things up and you probably don't even realize you're doing it intentionally. But you do it because you start to get uncomfortable. That's why we self-sabotage. Like who in the world would want to mess up a good thing? Well, your conscious mind would never want to mess up a good thing, but your subconscious mind wants to mess up a good thing because it's getting uncomfortable with this good thing. I want to share with you a story that happened this weekend. So first I did a girl's trip and then we followed up the girl's trip with a Team Johnson trip. So we had 11 of us in this amazingly beautiful mountainside home in Park City, Utah. It was like 12,000 square feet. This house has like a rock climbing wall. You literally walk out the door and there's the chairlift on the side of the mountain and you ski or snowboard down. It was amazing, spectacular. And we wanted to show them a really good time because our staff makes incredible sacrifices for us, like for us. Like they're all so brilliant. They could all have their own jobs, their own businesses and they sacrifice to be with us which is pretty huge right and i'm always so grateful for the life that i have the life that i have is because of them the life that we enjoy is because of our team and you're only as good as your team so we're always doing our best to hopefully help them understand how invaluable they are to us so we had this amazing weekend and one of the things that we planned for them was a snowmobiling trip and most of them had never gone snowmobiling before and each one of them had their own sled. Each person was on their own snowmobile and the guide, it was a guided tour at sunset. The guide took us on this really super cool, dope, like excursion. But at one point he took us to this place where the hill was so steep when you're at the top of it, it was like you couldn't see the bottom. You know, he said that we would come out the other end, but like, I can't see the bottom. Like it was that kind of scary. And so can you imagine all these people on snowmobiles in the snow? You know, most of them are like Cali people. And basically they've been on a snowmobile for the first time and they've been on one for 10 minutes. And now they're at the top of this like, what? And he said, you know, this is my favorite part of the day is when people take this hill. And I want you guys to scream like it's a roller coaster. And let me tell you, nobody needed to be convinced to scream. You just scream because it's like, okay, well, my life is over, so I deserve to scream. You know, it's like when I'm driving with my husband, he's always like, do you have to scream like that? And I say to him, yes, because I think I'm going to die. And if I think I'm going to die, I don't I deserve to scream? Like, shouldn't that be like my last wish? Like, shouldn't I be allowed to scream if I'm about to die, you know? And so we're all going down on the snowmobile like, like that, like screaming like. And we did that and we played heads up and we played games and we had a beautiful Thanksgiving dinner catered by professional chefs for our team. We skied together. We did all these amazing, amazing things together. And on the last night I said, what was your favorite part? And over half of the group said that their favorite part was that hill. And I was like, really? 
that moment, like that little five seconds was your favorite moment of the trip? And they all were like, yeah, yeah. And I said, why? And they said, because it was so scary. And if I was by myself, I wouldn't have done it. But because I knew I would survive because I saw somebody else do it before me, I felt that fear and I just did it. And I went over the edge of that cliff and it felt amazing. Like as I was coming down screaming, I felt this feeling of being alive and like really proud of myself that I felt the fear and I did it. Fear gives me confidence. I can't eat enough fear. I love fear. That's why I love live TV. I love doing scary physical things. I love doing things that are uncomfortable. I love doing things that are awkward because I'm addicted to that feeling. I'm addicted to feeling fear and going, wow, I wasn't very good at that, but I lived and it feels so freaking good. I love fear. It makes me feel amazing. And every experience that I get through and survive that I have fear and I just do it anyways, I always feel more confident. The reason why we self-sabotage is because we get uncomfortable. So I had this really amazing, amazing girlfriend. We've been friends for about 15 years or more, and she's intelligent and articulate and freaking so smart and beautiful, not that that matters. I'm just meaning like everything in her favor. Like so talented, so crazy talented. And she's that person where you're like, oh my God, she can do anything she wants, right? Gosh, I know a couple of people like that. Another person's coming to mind too. And they'll be in this position where things are like about to pop, like really go off for them. So one example I can give for you is this girlfriend of mine. She was suddenly really killing it in social media. She had high level clients paying her top dollar to do their social media marketing. I'm talking people you see on TV. I'm talking um, executives and corporations and small organizations contacting her. She was working as their social media consultant and making a killing. Just a few years prior, she had gone through another self-sabotaging cycle where she'd gotten to the top of what she was doing at that time and then suddenly kind of started flaking and not showing up and had to start all over again, you know? And I loaned her money, helped her get back on her feet. She had her car repossessed and here she was again. You know, at this point again, where she was like killing it and like able to buy her own car again and able to help take care of people and and really in demand. And it started getting uncomfortable. And she stopped returning emails and stopped doing like not just stopped doing a good job, like stopped doing, you know, and one client after another after another in the course of about a month, they all dropped her just didn't make any sense. And it wasn't complacency. Nope. It was that she started getting really uncomfortable being successful. The same way that some of you can date the most amazing guy or the the most incredible girl, you know, maybe you're married now, but maybe you can remember back when you were on the dating scene and you would date this amazing guy or whatever. And you'd you'd purposely screw it up because you're like, "Ah, I'm not comfortable with a nice guy. I need a bad guy. I need a bad guy, so I need to screw it up, right? Or I'm not comfortable with the success. I'm going to screw this up. See, your conscious mind doesn't do that, but your subconscious mind does because it doesn't believe that you belong there or with that person or that you deserve the success. And now she and I have talked about this, this pattern, because it's been going on for years, like way up here in the boom, just over and over and over again, this pattern. And we finally talked about it one time and I said, 
I know you see this is happening. What does it make you feel when you start to get everything in order and all the pieces are coming together and you're doing all the things that people have always said you should be doing and could be doing in your, and you can feel and taste and live success. What does that feel like? You know what she said? She said, it feels like I'm bad and I'm going to get in trouble because growing up when things are going well for me, it made my mom turn on me. It made my mom jealous and it made my mom angry and upset and she would lash out at me. And so in my mind, the rule has always been my life can't be better than my mom's. And that's her story. But I think for a lot of people, we have a story that we say, that we tell ourselves, right? And we, we have this belief that we do deserve someone like this or we don't deserve that kind of success. And so we'll get to that place where it's like, I know what to do. I know how to make this continue or I know how to keep moving forward, but I'm not going to because I'm uncomfortable. You're at the edge of that steep, snowy mountain and you can't see the bottom and you know you're going to survive it, but you feel that fear and that fear makes you uncomfortable. And our psyche, our intuition, our DNA tells us, get comfortable, get comfortable. Even if going back means you're going to sacrifice, even if turning around means you don't enjoy the very best part of the trip. If even if in your mind, you know, I'm going to regret doing this, but I'm uncomfortable. We turn around, we'll do something to ruin the situation. We'll do something unbeknownst to us. We don't know we're sabotaging it until we really take a look at our history. The reason I want you to think about this is because there are patterns. And if you notice a pattern, then someone doesn't have to point it out to you, which is sometimes really uncomfortable. And if you're not sure if there's a pattern there, and if you're not sure where it comes from or why you feel that way, then y'all need to put on your big boy boots and you know, need to go see a therapist because your best friend and somebody else on Periscope, that's silly. Like, go figure this out. Go figure this out because you know what? You do deserve to go down that big snowy mountain and you do deserve to enjoy feeling that fear and doing it anyways and realizing, hey, I was really uncomfortable at the thought of going over this snow-covered mountain where I can't see the bottom. I was really uncomfortable with it, and I didn't turn back. But now that I'm like heading down and screaming, I can feel this rush of adrenaline, and I realize I'm alive, and I realize I can get comfortable doing this. And that's what you can do. You can get comfortable with an uncomfortable feeling. You can but you're gonna cut yourself short. You're going to miss out on the best relationships and the most incredible opportunities because you haven't figured out somewhere in the back of your head, there's a little voice that says you don't deserve to be here. And you just have to ignore that little voice because it's the voice actually that doesn't even belong to you. It's like somebody else's voice that's been implanted in your head. It's not even your voice. Like you weren't born with that voice in your head. Like we're not born with innate fear. I will never forget when my son, Brock, who's now like 18, when he was like about four or five, we were walking into a restaurant and I was holding onto his hand and he took off running to a speeding car, you know, and he saw the car. He took off running in front of it. And, you know, we all freaked out and yelled at him. But I just never forget seeing that and realizing you have to be taught fear, you know, and some of us have been taught irrational fears 
we've been taught to fear our own success. We've been taught to believe that we don't deserve greatness, that we don't deserve people who are loving and caring and kind and sweet. We've been taught that we don't deserve compliments. We've been taught that if we're enjoying our lives, then we should feel guilty because a parent isn't enjoying theirs or a sibling isn't. And I think you're limiting your, the potential of your life and not for like personal reasons, but like when you limit your potential, you limit the potential you have to touch so many other people, you know, and that's just not fair. And for a lot of us, we have a hard time taking it outside of ourselves, right? Like that feels selfish, right? But if you think about other people and I know you want to help other people and you'd love to help, you know, a younger version of yourself or just people you care about, like you're going to have to start realizing and recognizing those patterns where we self-sabotage. I can think of so many amazing examples. And it's funny how oftentimes it's the people who they just refuse to hear, to hear all of the great things everybody around them is saying. You know, people aren't stroking you if they're telling you, you are so freaking talented, you can do this. People are not stroking you when they say that. They mean it. And you need to start listening. You need to start hearing that. You need to stop listening to that little voice inside of you that says, oh, they're just being nice. That's not true. When somebody tells you what you should be doing, what you could be doing, just write it down on paper and keep track of it. Keep a folder, keep a little evidence folder. And the more you review that evidence folder, the more likely those thoughts are going to become comfortable. Because right now they're just uncomfortable because you focus on all those negative thoughts you've heard and all those beliefs that you formed in your head. And that's why we get uncomfortable when things start to go really well, right? And we're like, uh-oh, uh-oh, I don't deserve this. This is going to be uncomfortable. And we move away. I want you to listen to this because you need to. I mean, we all need to. Like, we all need to. I mean, I do this. I self-sabotage. And I try to catch myself when I'm doing that. You know, when it's like something that's like, oh, this could be awesome, but it's also gonna be really uncomfortable. What if I fail? What if I fail? I know what I, I'll do. I'll fail now so that no one can reject me. I'll fail myself so that no one has the opportunity to take that power away from me. I'll take it away from myself. Like we all do this. It's just understanding and recognizing those patterns and realizing that it can be the absolute best experience to have that fear and live through it and to know you came out on the other side, okay. So what does a compliment make you feel like? I think most of us have, especially women, have a hard time accepting compliments. But think about when you give someone a compliment, what are you trying to do? Consider what they do want. I think that when people give you a compliment, if you can remember in that moment, they're handing you a gift. And when you deny the compliment or like, oh, I've had this shirt forever or like, oh my God, what are you talking about? You look, you're so pretty. I look ugly today. Like that, when you do that, you're basically taking their gift and throwing it away because we give people a compliment because we want to make them happy. Right. And so when you deny it, you know, you're denying their happiness. That's how I always try to remember it. Just accept it. When you feel yourself self-sabotaging, ask yourself what good thing is happening and how does it make you feel? Or what good thing do you see as a possibility and how does that make you feel, right? And so if your answer is it makes me feel uncomfortable, it makes me feel nervous, it makes me feel fear, then you have to ask yourself, what would I feel if this were to actually turn out? If this were to actually, if I was actually to succeed, what would I feel, right? And then ask yourself what you would feel if you never tried, if you never gave your best shot. 
Because oftentimes the thing that we fear, we're just afraid of it, so we don't think it through. We see that thing, right? And we're like, okay, I just feel fear, and so I'm not gonna think about it. And we like push it away, like very, very quickly. And we don't wanna think through it. Like we like ping pong it away. And what I always do for myself is I'm like, okay, that freaks me out, but let me think this through. What is the absolute worst case scenario? And then if I know the worst case scenario, which is kind of the unknown, which is what gives us fear, that's the unknown. What I do know is me. No matter what happens, no matter how crazy the circumstances, I know exactly what I'll do, even if I don't know what's gonna happen. When I face a situation like that, I go through each and every possible negative, like the most negative scenario, and I'm like, okay, so if this happens, the worst possible case scenario, what will I do? And as long as I know the answer to that, then it really lowers my anxiety, it lowers my fear, it allows me to do it. So to bring this back to the trip that I took with my staff, and we all were reminiscing about our favorite moment of the weekend, and everyone's favorite moment came down to this five seconds, five seconds on a snowmobile on the edge of a very steep, 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 you can't see the bottom hill, snow-covered hill at night. And we all agreed that was like our favorite moment. And the reason why it was everybody's favorite moment is because you feel so freaking good when you're scared to death and you do something and you're like, hey, I lived. I did something even though I was afraid. Like when you do something even though you're afraid, it always feels amazing, right? And then you're like, do it again, do it again, do it again, like a little kid. It's like a high. You feel like, okay, I can pretty much do anything now. If I can do this, I can do the next scary thing. How do you avoid external negative talk when it's coming from your family members? You don't engage with them. So you know, because there's signs when they're about to go there, right? And so then you just do the, and you're entitled to, just because somebody is blood doesn't make them a supportive family member. Like I have people who I consider better and more loving supportive family than blood family. So don't think it has anything to do with bloodlines and you're not obligated and not responsible to please family members because they have their own hangups. And half the time your success is triggering their own feelings of inadequacy in themselves. And so of course they're gonna knock you down, right? So you don't give them that opportunity. Say, hey dad, how's it going? Yeah. And then once the conversation starts to go, they're like, hey dad, dad, listen, I love you, but I gotta go right now, super busy, gotta go. And then eventually you stop giving them the platform and trust me, it will change, but you teach people how to treat you. So if you've made it okay, you've made those rules. And if you wanna change those rules, then you have to expect that they're gonna be upset because they've been playing by the same monopoly rules for 20 years and now you're gonna suddenly change a rule. Change rules slowly, but just know it is you who teaches people how to treat you. You either accept it, and when you accept it, you're saying this is okay with me. But I don't think you should do it overnight. I honestly think that's not fair. Like even if the treatment has been horrible, dude, own your own part. You've been allowing it. Own your part. You've been allowing it. So you can't change it overnight. You can't be like holding in all of this resentment and not talking about it and then just dealing with it and taking it and taking it and then and you're just like a volcano about to explode and then the next day you decide like enough is enough. That's not fair. You can't just change the rules like that. That's not fair. Not if you truly love this person. So and even if it's family, then you slowly and gradually, but with purpose and with a decision, change what how you will allow people to treat you.
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Shaleen Show. As always, I just want to let you guys know you are thebomb.com. This episode has been sponsored by CourageousConfidenceClub.com. It's a club that I've created specifically to help people who struggle with confidence and insecurities and social settings and, and just standing up for themselves, being yourself and feeling good about it. All of us could benefit from having more confidence. I'd love for you to just experience a taste of it. So please be my guest by going to shaleenjohnson.com forward slash confidence tips. Now, if you don't feel like writing that web address down or remembering to go there later, all you have to do is while you're listening from your phone, send me a text message. The number is 949-565-4337. And that is for U.S. residents. Then just send me the word confidence and I will send you access to this video. This video will help you to eliminate self-doubt and just feel more confident in any situation, whether it's work or personal or just your social interactions. Every one of us can benefit from having more confidence. There you'll submit your email address and I will immediately send to your inbox my latest training video where I teach you step-by-step how to feel more confident in just about any social setting. I think you'll find this incredibly useful, whether it's business or personal or just in your everyday interactions. Confidence is something that makes life easier. It helps you to raise more confident, self-efficient children. It allows us to speak our mind, to stand up for ourselves, to do the things that otherwise we are paralyzed by fear and we just allow our own thoughts to stop us. By learning how to overcome self-doubt and fear of success, you can become that confident person that others are attracted to. The person you want to be, the person you deserve to be, the person you know is inside of you. So thank you for checking out my free tools by going to shaleenjohnson.com forward slash confidence tips.